So, um, welcome, uh, citizens of the internet, to your person, your podcast. Your podcast. To lucky number six. Um, this is a. Uh, that doesn't have a nice ring to it. It does, doesn't it? This is train wreck. Uh, we should, uh, I guess, apologize to all you dedicated listeners for the late episode. Um, it will be uploaded shortly, uh, along with this one, in, in tandem. And, because uh, I know some of you, you know, if you don't have your, uh, your weekly... Uh, your podcast opinion is wrong. You, you know, you get the jitters and start to DT. Um, but yeah, we have uh, to more pressing matters. This episode you're listening to now, me, your host Austin, is joined by um, my good pals Kyle. Hello, everybody. It's Kyle, Mark. Oh, uh, hey guys. And uh, a new face around these parts. Uh, Jack. Hello there. Listen to that accent. Just listen to it. Oh, God. Uh, Jack, you're from the I UK, did... correct? Of course, yes. Okay. Um, how would everybody feel about just going right into segments? Segments, anybody? Sure. Segments. Sure, let's do that. Um, do it. everybody, what are you listening to? Uh, okay, so, uh, let's start with Jack, because he's new. What, what are you listening to? Okay, I listen to a lot of because I'm going to see, going to see him tomorrow, so, lots of St. Vincent, um, what else? I have to mention that, um, that Gorilla song with, um, what's his name, Andre 2000 and, and James Murphy, because it's just brilliant. I just heard that for the first time last night. It's amazing. I haven't listened to the um, the long version yet. It's 13 minutes long, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, I still have to listen to it. Yeah, I haven't put the time into that one. Apparently it's just Andre 2000 going a bit mental. Oh, well, it's not like instrumental? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. No. I don't know. He says that he's... The shit. Yeah, I've heard that. Huh. <laughs> I actually have not heard the song yet. Um, wow, but I will I will be absolutely sure to check out the 13-minute version because that sounds wonderful. It is pretty dope. <laughs> I have to I've only I've only heard it once though, so I'm probably All right, this is an observation I've made after seeing some commercial with him. But Andre 3000, he dresses like a nutcracker. Like yeah, like a does. Christmas nutcracker. It's ridiculous. He's like a gay <laughs> pimp or something. Or I guess he kind of dresses like Willy Wonka, right? The yeah, big, he does the kind of. Uh-huh. The suit. <laughs> I guess Willy Wonka and the nutcracker are kind of some. if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. It, isn't it great? All he's got to have it, is like a cane <laughs> sing songs. Uh... I want canes to come back just as a thing, because I would rock a cane had I um, uh, well, had they be in style. 
you don't even need one. You just you're just using it for style. Well, no, I mean, like, it would be weird if I did it now, but if they were still, uh... Oh, no, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, no, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. No, my legs work fine. <laughs> Missed out on that first. Um, Austin's okay. throwing down the street with his pimp cane. Uh-huh. I like a lot. Uh-huh. Um, you could just bring back canes. You can smack no, up I should, I, you, I was just saying, I should do it single-handedly. <laughs> I should just, uh... Bring back the concept of Kane in popular fashion. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasn't the American pimp done a lot for that, though? The American pimp? What? Yeah, well, I mean, just in general. Like, is that a pimp, pimp Kane? Yeah. Or pimp uh, I don't know. Let me check my reference book on pimp culture. I have it, <laughs> I have it right here. Um, Your pimp catalog. Hang on, I'm going to go watch Pootie Tang. Hey, all right. Everybody, People knock that movie, but I actually it. like it a lot. It was written by Louis C.K. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's amazing. I had no idea. It, it totally is, yeah. Um, there's actually, a lot of people don't know this, there was this genre of fiction in the late 70s called street fiction, which it was, it's like, just essentially just black exploitation movies except with books. It was just like a type of Pulp Fiction that, you know, is all about, you know, drug dealers and pimps and everything. A lot of it's really hard to find, but um, uh, there was some decent stuff, and a lot of it was really funny. Any hoozle, I can derail a podcast yeah, like nobody's business. Um, that's, that's uh, I'm getting really good at it. Yeah, I know. It's I should become a professional. Just derailer. It's good, man, because... Usually the spawn of it way more interesting than the actual topics. Yeah, it's true. We talked for pimps. We talked like that, for a while. The, like the, that story about that story in the briefcase last time, or I suppose mm-hmm. you can't. That was so worth. That was so worth the journey. I think. I think that should be like in the Bible. Yeah, that's 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 a story to end all stories. Um. <laughs> Just though I I should do some fancy editing because the formula of this is I go on a long rant and you know dominate the conversation for a few minutes and then I stop and then there's about four seconds of silence which I have to edit out and then I ramble on about how I'm ashamed of derailing the podcast. <laughs> it, it's 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 formulaic in a sense, um, but uh, I'm ashamed of derailing the podcast and let's move on. Um, Jack, was there anything else you you wanted to mention you were listening to? Um, oh, The Far Side. Oh! Is, has anyone else a fan? Of course. I've heard like three songs. Oh, you, you've Sorry got to, to say. Um, you got to get Dave Young. Is that right, The Far Side? I have it. I just remember oh. listening to it. Uh, are you, you a Far Side fan, Mark? I've never listened. Oh. These people on this podcast not listening to The I'm, Far Side. I'm sorry. Uh, um, the way you said sorry uh, excused anything you might have done, but um, I, I just I just like the the way the Canadians say sorry. Oh, all right. Here's a point. Um, I asked this to my sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, way to be blunt. Way to be uh, way to be blunt about it. Uh, do I, I I can't remember where I heard this question, but do rappers? Uh, I mean, do Canadian people call Jay Z Jay Z? We don't. We don't. Okay. We still call him Jay. We still call him 
Jay Z. What What about ZZ Top? I have a nice ring to it. ZZ Top. Let me start. Not ZZ Top. Okay. Um. Did Canadians say Z instead of Z? I'm really interested do. in accents. And it freaks way. me out. <clears throat> yeah, like okay. I, I, I thought it was just saying the letter Z, but I mean, I don't know. I really use them both. <laughs> They're just kind of interchangeable. As well as, like, spelling favorite with a U and all that. Well, that's a sin. Yeah. That's Jack, can probably, Jack can probably agree with Color. Yeah, color, favorite. Yeah, adding letters to me doesn't seem true. This is the lowest Wait. we've ever sunk as a podcast. <laughs> I didn't invent this. <laughs> I just realized an extra letter. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. But it's this is kind of dry. <laughs> yes. Yes, it I is. totally did the accent test on uh, this episode. Everyone reads a series of words. I've been told I have an accent when I say the word car. Car? Car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we're just repeating the word car. Car here too. Come on. I think I think you say it. <laughs> I feel like car. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's the only word that people have ever bought. Where were we? Oh god, I don't even know. Um <laughs> we we were hey, Mark, talking about to? we were talking about the car I'm... side. Um uh, <laughs> we, we were talking about been listening to. Yes. Okay. Mark, so. uh, Mark, why don't you tell us what you've been listening to, sir? I've been listening to... <laughs> I've been listening to... Uh, started listening to Public Strain by women again. More. Um, in the name of Chris Reimer, their guitarist. Mm-hmm. Who um, recently bit the dust, so to speak. Jay Retard, etc. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was as dramatic as Jay Retard, though. There's not that great of a story behind it. Um. Well, no. I mean, he did just do a lot of drugs. That's not that great of a story. It's. Yeah. I but, guess, but. But probably a better story than he died peacefully in his sleep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Do we know that ter- he was clean? Still terrible. Sure. I don't know. Did he have? Did he have? Uh, did he have history of substance abuse or something? I don't think so. Not that. Not that I've read anywhere. Like I said, I, I just read that he has a history of some kind of. So many musicians uh, fall into that lifestyle by living on the road and. Uh, in a different city every night, somebody always offering them drugs. Shame. I don't know for sure that he did, but... Yeah, I... I couldn't... Well, they haven't been... It's not like they'd been touring. It's not like he'd been touring. For, yeah, that's true. I guess he... I guess he toured all of last year. I think he played 
he was a guitar with the Dodos. Oh he yeah, I heard about that. He a did. A lot of last year with. I did not know that. Just a touring member, I guess you'd call it. Huh. But, um, I, I saw Dodos live once. Um, yeah, I think it was. So you probably. Yeah, I, I think I probably did see him. Yeah. Did you Dude, see I've him seen, in 2000. I've seen a dead guy. That's gross. Um, <laughs> he, was, he wasn't when you saw him, though. <laughs> uh, not that I saw. He seemed to be jiggling around a bit. But I think that they could be maybe pulling a weekend at Bernie's type thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like Chuck E. Cheese's live band. They were just pulling the strings. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was animatronic. <laughs> All right. That would be the worst surprise ever if Ten you went to see a podcast band. and we're already talking about animating somebody's corpse. That's <laughs> Chris Reimer is actually a robot. I don't know if you knew that. Yep, he's a cyborg. Um, but yeah, it's I also cyborg. Uh, it's like it's like it's like robot except it's a cyborg. Um, I, I I've. <laughs> I've said, I've said, I've said robot. Is that uh, legitimately the way you say it? No, no. Um, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> but I've said robot uh, sarcastically <laughs> enough times that it's just seeped itself into my, my, my everyday vocabulary. And uh, cyber. I like Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah, I do. I speak, I speak like a 75-year-old man named German, which is it's sort of my style of, uh, of, of speech. And, uh. It is somewhat based off of Zoidberg, yeah. Um, but I also, getting back on topic, I did give Public Strain uh, another spin. I'd listened to it. Um, I don't think when it came out, but maybe the year after. And uh, it is, it is, uh, it's a solid cl- classic. It's, there are really nice songs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, John, that's a beautiful song. It is. My favorite was always uh, not so much on the beautiful. <clears throat> beautiful side but um uh heat distraction which is the second one added this weird sort of like um very jangly uh almost a rhythmic sort of captain beefheart type um guitar ramblings i think there was like some samples on it too that was always my favorite yeah it's a it's a solid listen a weird listen Mm -hmm. as well as solid but yeah, so I've been I listened to that a few times in the past week. Um what else? Listen to more Pixies in the past week as well. Travel on and Bossanova. Yep. Have you gotten a chance to right. other waiter stuff? Uh here's my uh, just skip Bossanova and just listen to uh uh Come on Pilgrim twice. Did you listen to Come on Pilgrim? I haven't yet. I have to go do this. I I wasn't huge on Bossa Nova. Yeah, I'll say that though. The world it's wasn't their huge worst on album. I still love it. It I is. Still well, I mean, it, though. there's some. It's, it's still the Pixies. Yeah, there are some. So actually, well, I shouldn't say that you shouldn't listen to it. Um, because some of my favorite songs, uh, Havelina is on there, and um, That's true. Uh, I think is she weird is on there. I don't. I didn't listen to it nearly as much as I did all the other ones, but um, there's some. Is the thing on Bossa Nova? No, that's um, that's Trump Lamond. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they all kind of mix together to me. 
Mm-hmm. No, I think Javelina is... That's in some of my top Pixie songs of all times. That's maybe one of the sort of... Uh, just the, the melodies on that are very sort of solely Pixies type melodies that... Uh, I think that's the best example. Well, at least one of the best examples. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do, do make sure you eventually listen to Come on Pilgrim because it's one of, if not their their best. Oh, it seriously is. It's so it's so listenable. It's it's the purple tape, right? The, well, not exactly. I think it, it's... It's cuts from the purple tape, yeah. Yeah, it's cuts from the purple tape, but it's all the best cuts from the purple tape. Mm-hmm. So there's literally no filler on it. It's a mini LP. How yeah, long I is think it? It's 20 only 20 minutes. minutes, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. It's got characters. None of their albums were that long anyway. Yeah, they, they're they concise, those pixies. Eight, eight songs, I think. Come on, Pilgrim. Eight, yeah. It's got... Um, uh, the holiday song, which may be my favorite Pixie song, is in oh, yeah. Tape Me, Caribou. Caribou. Can't go wrong with Caribou. And, um, yeah. Not much. I've been I was. Fired. I gotta say, um, uh, Ed is Dead is maybe my least favorite Pixie song. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love every song on. I love every song on Come on Pilgrim. It's just so stupid. Uh, There's nothing to it. I, I've been tired. It's possibly my favorite pixie song that's that's the one i couldn't remember the name of last time oh was I've it? Been yeah, t- uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> i love that song it's so fucking quirky mm-hmm. he, uh, he sings he sings about uh, lou reed at one point does he um i don't have to give that a listen yeah it's uh in terms of you know i, I shouldn't say that but i was gonna say in terms of you know ratio of good songs to filler it may be the highest just because it's so short, but um, no, I don't think that's true. Uh, the, I, I have, I'm actually looking at it right now this book about the Pixies, um, not the 33 and a third, but um, it's uh, one of the dudes that Frank Black loved. He was like this Christian sort of hippie musician. Have you ever heard of him, uh, Kyle? Let me see if I can What's find. What's his it. name? Uh, I'm. Having the Christian uh, hippie music. Uh, uh, I probably read about him in the thirty-three and a third if he had that big of an impact on him. But uh, yeah, it, apparently he was like he used to listen to him when he was like seven. Um, I'll 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 look for it. Uh, well, Frank Black used to listen to him when he was seven. Um, Charles Thompson. Charles Charles Thompson. Charles Michael Kittridge Thompson the fourth. <laughs> Thank That's you. a power name if there ever was one. <laughs> he should have never gone by like pseudonyms like Black Francis and Frank Black. That is that's the ultimate name of all time. Yeah. Wow. I'm just gonna say it again. It's Charles Michael Kitridge Thompson the fourth. He sounds that like sounds a Duke. It's a great name. That sounds so dignified. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like he should be like a like the lord of a manor with a name <laughs> like that. Uh his name is um, Larry Norman. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize the name. Um, yeah, he's uh, his his genre listed on Wikipedia is called Jesus music, um, <laughs> which actually sounds like it might have been like a Pixies EP or something. But um, yeah, yeah, he uh, he he was just this wandering sort of hippie for a while. 
Then he found Christ and started making uh, folk music for him. Well, you know, if there's somebody that needs folk music, it's Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always needs music up there. I mean, he doesn't get enough music. Yeah, I mean, you can only, only turn so much water into so much wine. Um, like, if you were getting Creed on a regular basis, like, pumping out Creed records. Oh, because all, all the Creed fans are the yeah. Christians. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just okay. me higher. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a this is a that, good was, a, that was a good impression. Um, <laughs> that was spot on. That was I <laughs> try. Um, are there any sort of really uh, openly Christian but yet still good music like bands or musicians? Because uh, I yeah Jeff Mangum. Oh, that's true. Um, Who? Jeff Mangum. Jeff Mangum. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah he's all right. Yeah, he's decent. Um, he's an okay musician. <laughs> but I, I've actually never seen any interviews with the dude. Is he? Um, is he like super Christian? Uh, he seems like he might be. Well, he loves Jesus I'm, Christ, obviously. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure obviously. he is super Christian. Um, I hold out hope for a new album from him. If not NMH, then then him solo. Because I mean, he is coming back in a very real way. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Charging seventy dollars for a ticket. Has stuff. anyone seen him live? No. Uh, I no. almost did, but the tickets sold out, and they were like super expensive. So yeah. 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 Well, he can charge, and people are going to show up, so people will travel to go see him. Because it's like seeing a shooting star. You, you, how often? Well, you didn't before, but I guess now you get to see him all the time. But he he didn't tour for like a decade. I think he was living like under literally a, porch. a decade. What was he doing? He was living under a porch, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Was he was just making all, anything? He was making all, all this music and not releasing it, and then going onto message boards and telling everyone how great it was. I don't buy that. Is that a real thing that people are saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, no, wait, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have to I get it. I get it now. Um, that that one almost went over the head. And I'm sure entirely <laughs> that, went over the head of our listeners. No one will get it's, that. It's, it's fine. Especially because that forum doesn't even exist anymore. No. There's no, there's no record of that. No. And if you want to go see it, you're going to see a lot of go ass. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad I missed that. that no, part. it was it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> I th- all right. Uh, he, I think we might have talked about this, but apparently, Aphex Twin has four albums, and he's just been recording, you know, song after song of material and releasing none of it. And I don't know if that's true. Does anybody ha- else buy, buy that? You don't. No. Why? Why would he just sit on material? Yeah, it would have to be really bad. <laughs> and knowing Apex Twin, it probably might be. I mean, not that he's released bad yeah. material, but he's released a, a lot of material, and he might be sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel. I bet you he makes five albums for every album he releases. And just like, just like, like statistically, of him just punching numbers into a keyboard, some of it has to be listenable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this program, and he just puts like all these dashes and weird symbols, and it creates music for him. That's how he makes his music. It's just he creates his music in WordPad. He, prob- he probably does. 
<laughs> it makes you wonder, though, if musicians, like, just, why would they sit on that much music all the, if, if it's good um, stuff? Why yeah, they obviously don't think it's good enough. I'm going with, he, he has a legacy, and he wants to release something good. Because didn't he get kind of killed for drugs? I haven't even heard it, but. It's okay. It's okay. Like it. It's your stuff. It's one of his weaker albums, so to speak. I'm not even a fan of it. I, I only like the. Well, Rich I guess. D. James. We call them. I only like I Care and Richard D. James. Like, I, I guess the ambient shit's okay. It's the most listenable of stuff like that. I'm well noted for my distaste in ambient music, though. Uh, okay, you, you do not like ambient music as a concept? Yeah, I just like it when music does things. They call me old-fashioned. You're old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and his, I, his middle two albums do so many things. Like, there's so many things. It's busy music, yeah. Yeah. Probably the busiest of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, except uh, it is sort of Venetian snares type stuff, and um, uh, better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venetian snares album coming out this year. Oh wait, I mentioned that on the last episode. No, um, that's cool. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Uh, I've actually been sort of trying to you know beef up my knowledge of electronic music, and um. Yeah, I started out just listening to like early house and whatnot, and now I work my way to the the more of like the the hardcore and the, you know the the really sort of uh, distorted you know skull pounding techno, and it's not to not to say it the wrong way on Aphex Twin, but you know Aphex Twin is good, but a lot of that stuff sounded very similar, and I think he was sort of aping a style. I have nothing. No, nobody can say anything to that. Jesus Christ! I agree. I wish, I wish, um, I wish Nick was here. He wouldn't have. He would have something to say to that. Um, yeah. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, is that you people aren't good enough for me to podcast with. Yeah, this is. I'll agree on that. This is. A, this is a topic for the other crew. I'm That's, sorry we brought up Apex Twin. Yeah. Um. Uh okay all right moving on Kyle what have you been listening to sir the uh, uh the Pearson's album have any of you guys heard it I say the band oh, yeah. again oh I really need to PSU the Sessions album I know I bring oh. them up on every podcast right no no they're they're very worthy of being brought up um don't they do a Rush cover is that something I heard I'm not sure I've actually ever heard the original Rush song. No, but I like no, that I cover. Um, yeah, what song is it? Subdivision. Subdivision. Oh, okay. I think I did hear that version of it. Yeah. Um, but can we uh, just agree that Rush is terrible and nobody should listen to them? Of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> probably had like two Rush songs in my life. That's probably the right amount. Aren't, aren't <laughs> you a noted? Aren't you a noted hater of uh, Tom Sawyer? Don't you call it the worst song of all time? Someone. <laughs> I can't remember who called. Someone, yeah, someone it might did. have been like, it might have been someone. Alex said that. No, it probably. I think. I mean, it's a, it's a very agreeable statement. It could have been attributed to anybody and been <laughs> correct. <laughs> on another note, Rush songs and rock band and drums are the thing ever. You feel like 
such a <laughs> uh, the music sometimes terrible music in rock bands the best to play right uh, I, I was I played a Fugazi song on rock band one time and I felt really guilty what song was it I don't I I didn't know prob- they had any it was, music in the- it was probably waiting room I don't know um I also played a dead Kennedy song and uh, I I think jello yeah jello Baca is like a very noted uh critic of dead Kennedy's music being used in anything besides den Kennedy's den Kennedy's albums and uh and I think uh what is it Ray East Bay Ray or whatever his name is and then um Klaus Floride sort of hijacked the band and the rights to the music and Jello I think lost a lot of it. And so, you know, you'll find it in ads for cars and stuff like that. I'll just write you a know book what about the best part. Candies. What's that? You know what the best part about uh rock band music is uh after it's out, sometimes you people can take out the bass. It's like getting a studio copy of music. Yeah, they use the like, original master. It's all separate yeah, and because of the people can take the game and then separate, like you can have like an acapella version of uh, "Say It Ain't So" by Weezer because of Rock Band, which is pretty dope. Uh huh. Oh, um, speaking of Weezer, I should mention this. I just came back from this um this orchestra sort of festival. It was like a clinic, and we were playing this piece by Grieg from the last spring. It's called the Varen or the Varen, and um, there's this one little two measure section. That sounds exactly like um, uh, uh, song on pa- across the sea, and I just like I noticed it, oh, nice. and then it repeated twice, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's literally almost note for note across the sea." And um, uh, I know it's the best song. Yeah, the the best song of all time, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" I, I'll I'll put it in this podcast because uh, it's it's remarkable. It sounds all almost right. exactly identical. Um. Anyways, Kyle, continue. Uh, P.S. I love you. Yeah, it's they do so much different in the in a live setting. Like the solos are different. They don't just stick to the album, and it's so it's so messy sometimes. But I I love that. You know, I, there's not much to say about it. It's just messier, louder, usually yelpier versions of P.S. I love you songs. Trying to get Yelpier from a PS I Love You album version is a, it's an arduous task I think. But the, the dude it, yelps a lot. It, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and he's, I, he's not I really know. a singer. Yeah, he's a yelper. Say. Oh, uh, I know. But like, could you imagine 2012 if his vocals weren't the way they were? No, well, no, it it would be. It would. It, would, it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be nearly as good. That that was probably the best thing that attracted me to PSLV. The yelping? The yelping, essentially, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of the album, Jack? What's that? Are you a fan of the album, Jack? Um, the... the, Meet Me at Must. Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. Cool. More people had heard it than I would have thought for, you know, sort of small time. Oh, oh yeah, they're when you got it from the four. Uh, well, everyone did, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I <laughs> them nonstop. Yeah. They're really getting big, though. Like when I, you couldn't even move. The was clearly over capacity when I saw them. 
Nice. Um, did did Pitchfork review their album? Eight point oh. Eight point oh. They gave that. Um, they gave, oh, wow. They gave Figaro six point nine or something like that. Huh. Yeah. The, Paper bag artists can't get more than the 8.0 on Pitchfork. It's a rule. Really? Look it up. Okay. Yeah, Royal Liberty Advantage got an 8.0 too. Huh. <laughs> Didn't um, Usher get an 8.0 too? 7.1. How do you remember that? <laughs> um, That's a, that was my second favorite album from last year. Uh, what was to your be friend? fair, Mark is a pretty big obsessive over paper bag. Yeah. Of course, I'd go look it up. They seem like a fantastic label. I haven't listened to their, their entire catalog. They put out awesome music. Yeah. They put out a lot of different sound music, too. I, is, it all, to, is it all Canadian-based? Yeah, I think so. Born with you, it's not paper bag, right? <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't... I still don't understand how... Because I think they're on... Born Ruffians were on Warp. Yeah, well, then Warp's probably their American. Warp's their American. Yeah, yeah, for Canada. At least their like, last P. Their last album. Uh, Rural Alberta Advantage is on Saddle Creek in America. Yeah. Who else is on Saddle Creek? That, same, that name sounds really familiar. Right uh, on. Oh, yeah. right. Probably the biggest one. Alright, I'm going to say this. I don't like Bright Eyes. I, I, I don't like Bright Eyes. Right. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Wasn't one of them album of the week? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was. It was. It was like an electronic thing. It seems sort of gimmicky. Yeah. Uh, other bands on Saddle Creek include Tokyo Police Club, Sebastian Grandier from Death from Above, and uh, that's it. Wait, did DFA <laughs> guy do solo stuff? Yeah. Really? Sebastian Granier and the Mountains. It's not really that good. What what kind of music is it? Uh, I guess like rock music. Huh. It's nowhere near. It's nowhere near as heavy as like stuff. Do you think it's just like use? Do you think it's there's use in holding out hope for a new DFA album? Do you think it? Could oh, happen? I think it. I think definitely happening. I hope so. I hope so too. I really. They seem like they're all to me. Do you remember uh, yeah, when they so... were? I, I think they were playing at Lollapalooza, and um, uh, drummerman had his uh, the drummer had his hair dyed blonde, and I think had a mustache too. And they just played like this sort of chill wave thing in the middle of their set. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It was weird because it was in the middle of these two, you know, super heavy songs. And then um, uh, it was just like this, like really sort of chill electronic thing. It was so bizarre. I remember it's helped by South where Riot started because yeah. it was chill. Oh, I've seen that and video. Like they, yeah. Did they have to like stop the show? No, they tore down a they tore down a chain link fence. Yeah, they yeah. They're, they're, I I love that people wanted to see them so bad. I, I want to see them now. I would get arrested to see Death from Above. Totally. It'd be so fun to It'd be worth I'd punch a cop for DFA, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually saw a, a dude just walking around my school 
who was wearing this just this bright pink DFA sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, my God, nice sweatshirt. And he was like, screw off, asshole, because he thought it was Nick. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. And then he walked out the door. And um, I was so disappointed because I never saw him again. Yeah. Dear Havel. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, okay. tangents, tangents. Kyle, are, really are you listening to really anything, else? anything else? No? I don't really have anything else. Um, yeah, about the new Haji. You want? Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't oh, gotten yeah. it. Um, I know. It, Fly Low is on it, is he fun. not? Yeah, two songs. It's just okay. It's nothing. He's still the greatest rapper in the world. I still like him better as like a secondary artist. Yeah. Um, a good side. I haven't listened. I haven't yeah. listened to EP, but he's. I don't know. Just it's so definitely sometimes. It's definitely more mature than the majority of Odd Future stuff. Like I don't think he talks about rape too much. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. kid stuff. There's. <laughs> Well, you can take some of that, but but over and over again, it just gets annoying. It it loses any impact that it might have had. It literally is the odd future thing. Like they're they're getting an Adult Swim show now, and it literally is like, what if you gave a a sixteen-year-old boy a TV show and a huge career? What would happen? Like this is exactly (laughs) what would happen. We're seeing it right now. I, I was listening to a podcast once. I know we're we're talking about a podcast on a podcast. Meta, but podcast section. <laughs> if there was an uh, alien invasion, what like he these people these hosts felt like Odd Future would be the one to uh, quell the invasion. There would be a video on YouTube of somebody from Odd Future raping an alien, and <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's absolutely true. I don't, don't, think you would, don't you feel like they would just go after the alien race? Like, they would be our first defense? Like, after the military and everyone else had failed? <laughs> that alien's such a faggot. And then everyone <laughs> would get all up in arms about the use of the word faggot in terms of the aliens. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like... Uh, talking about, we're about to die, and you're worried about what that odd future kid said. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I think, uh, I think, uh, um, uh, I think Odd Future would probably lead an alien rebellion. Like that's something yeah, that would the, happen. The alien, the alien would have all this problems in Congress because Republicans would be putting earmarks in it. And yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> meanwhile, they're like destroying the Capitol buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that was a tangent. I'm sorry. That was a tangent. Um, Okay, so Haji beats very mediocre. Uh, I'd say it's I, better than mediocre. But yeah, oh, that's good. Something to look forward to. Um, me, Austin, has been listening to. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I've been listening to Ghostly International. I've just been working my way through their catalog. I stumbled upon this really cool album that came out in sort of their early years called um, Midwestern Product or Midwest Product. I think it's a self-titled album, and it's the sort of, you know, ghostly type IDM, you know, sort of relaxed electronic, 
and then sort of like post Rocky too. They have a guitar player and they have a, I think it's a string player or something. But um, you know, it's sort of very sort of present, pleasant surprise type album. And um, yeah, it was nice to stumble upon. As, yeah, I don't know them. Yeah, uh, nobody has. I think they never made another album on Ghostly, and um, or maybe even at all. But uh, it's worth checking out. I sort of you know didn't know it existed, and and better for knowing that it exists now. Uh, also, looking through my iTunes, um, I guess in in sort of preparation for the new Flying Lotus album, which I guess is it definite yet? Yeah. I, well, he said didn't, didn't he said he's previewing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he, he said he was going to preview some live tracks. Um, I thought it was like a whole the whole album. I don't know. Did he say he was going to do it live? Don't trust, don't trust me. That's, That's just what I think I heard. Anyway, I know, I know somebody who's going to be downloading a bootleg of that show. Uh, oh yeah, I know a couple people. Yeah, one. I know one. I know. I know a couple. Yeah, it's you. Podcast actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, Cosmogramma, I think I've decided has become my uh my favorite Flying Lotus album. Uh, I think it used to be probably Los Angeles, but. With Los Angeles, he was still doing, you know, he was part of that sort of L.A. beat scene. And, um, okay, yeah, and with, um, with Cosmogramma, he um, became <laughs> sort of more his own, doing his Flying lotus type thing. You know, uh, it wasn't so much a hip-hop beat, because a lot of it had just no real sort of hip-hop. Like, it wasn't made with the intention of being rapped over. It was made with the intention of being like a weird electronic song or sort of a, a jazz mashup or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, Cosmogramma, uh, a true masterpiece. I just, I get him. I, I should like it. I should definitely like Flying Lotus. I've tried. Like, I, and I just don't get it. I don't get it. It just sounds, like, incomplete and weird. I, I don't know. What, what's prohibiting? Like, uh, well, I, I, if you're listening to the first album... It's it's an incomplete thing. That's that's the main gripe with it, and I guess with yeah. Los Angeles, it's very redundant. Um, and you know, a lot of the songs just, are similar in terms of the samples that they use and the sound of them. But Cos Cosmogramma, like literally, no two songs are the same on it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. To me, it just sounds like his songs aren't very fleshed out or complete. I think that's what my main gripe is. I should like it, but I don't. Are you an are you an instrumental hip hop fan? You know, outside of the you know J Dell and DJ Shadow like that. Not huge. Uh, I like that Perfuse seventy three album a lot. Would would that be um uh, one word extinguisher? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. Mostly because of like kids and explosions. Oh yeah. Uh, I. I th- are they the the mashup people? You don't know Kids and Explosions? No, I don't. It's just it's just one guy, I think. Oh my yeah. god, dude! That's like the greatest mashup album of all time. You have to hear it. 
Wait, kids in explosion. They are they are the mashup people, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I just burped on the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I I did it earlier. Um, nobody heard it though. I had the uh, I had the decency to cover it up. Anyway, kids and explosions. Um, <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, they sneak up on you sometimes. Uh, kids, is, is this the one that uh, Mr. Anthony Fantano had had bumped the the previous year? Yeah, he he turned everyone on to it. Mm-hmm. And He's I, from Toronto. Yeah. Um, don't don't they do like post rock stuff too? Like they are? Will they sampled a lot of it? Nope. I'm thinking of explosions uh, in the sky. Damn it! I can never yes, keep sir. those two bands straight. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've never listened to either band, which is probably why I can't keep those bands straight. But uh, yeah. Wow, you don't you don't come across a lot of people that like music like we do that haven't heard explosions in the sky. They're pretty they're pretty well known and respected. Are they are they post rocky? They are. Yeah. They are post-rock. Right, okay. Um, They're like the post-rock band. Oh, okay. Well, I, I have to say that the post-rock band is um, uh, Godspeed. No? Uh, I like it. I can be honest. Mm-hmm. I like Explosion. I, I, there's nothing to say when you're talking about post-rock. It's just like... This sounds more post-racky than this. Oh my god, check out this section. It's so epic. Like, There's nothing you can say about post-rock. Feel that crescendo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Feel the power! Sure. There's nothing. I have nothing uh-huh. to say about post Let's get off of this. Okay. Uh, it's scientifically proven you cannot talk about post-rock on a podcast. Um, anyway. Yeah. What else have I been listening to? I've been listening to. Um, I found that um, uh, McCluskey do Dallas, which I listened to before, but I just found the CD in like a in a dollar bin, and I just you know put it on and hey look I found this for a dollar and I played it and it's still fantastic. No surprises there. That that album is it's probably. I mean, it's debatable if you even call it noise rack, but if you do, it's one of my favorite noise. I call it post hardcore. That's always been my um, my uh, yeah, musky genre. Musky is kind of hard to define, mm-hmm. really. Aren't they Finnish or something? Oh no, they're Welsh, right? No, no, they're Welsh bros. Yeah, their uh, their songs have a lot of humor in it too. Like, I mean. Obviously, lightsaber cocksucking blues, which is I mean, actually on Rock Band, and I've played it before. No way! It is. That's gonna. That's that's gonna get me back to Rock Band. I haven't played in months. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun play. <laughs> is it a community song or is it like actually released in the store? Oh, I have no idea. I just saw it at my friend's house and say, "Hey, download that." Yeah, they have like they have like indie songs. Like any any band can just. Uh, program their tracks into the game now. Isn't um, is Pinkerton up there? Some classic album. No. no, I don't think Pinkerton is very likely to ever come on because it's the content is kind of risque. risque. There's lots of talks about. Yeah. How many times has River State Goddamn on that album? 
I don't know, but whenever he does, it gives me chills. Yeah, I know, but it, the way he to be says, like, "God damn," it would have to be heavily. It would have to be heavily censored if they're going to be on Rock Band. I think so. It might not even be worth it. What the McCluskey song is on there? That's uh, it's got to count for something. Um, <laughs> is it lightsaber or cocksucking boots? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no way it says cocksucking. Maybe it's like uh, what was that terrible XNL sketch? It was like cork soaking. Yeah, <laughs> that one with there's no Allen. way it's got to be it's got to be censored somehow. There's no way they say cock sucking in a rock band song. Yeah, I played it at like 4 a.m. I think it's in my friend's house. <laughs> um, oh, and um, I was listening to Aesop Rock today. He's awesome. I like him. Oh, I thought you were going to say somebody else. And I was gonna <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, no, we're not talking about this. We're only going to talk uh, about how awesome Aesop Rock is. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> What he's mm, all right. Well, first of all, I will say whenever I you know talk to these you know unibrowed mouth breathing frat boys about uh, Aesop Rock, you know, just, well, just about hip hop in general, like, hey, who you listen to? I say, oh, well, you know, like, uh, I listen to Kendrick Lamar. That was pretty cool. Oh, and Aesop Rock is one of my favorites, and they're always like they purple mean- swag, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so annoying. Yeah, yeah. Why did he have to pick that name? He had to know ASAP Rock existed. I know he's been around he since like the mid nineties. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that he just picked that name. Like he couldn't have been anything else. What's, what? What does an ASAP stand for? Something really dumb. It's like always be closing or something like that. What is it? It's like uh, always strive and prosper. I don't know. Hang on. I'm looking at I'm Googling it too. It's really. I saw an interview when the whole like ASAP crew keep reeling off all these different acronyms. They oh, basically really? just make up yeah loads of stuff. That's that's horrible. <laughs> it stands for as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh, it does. That'd be did you know so. that? But but you need a dollar sign in there. Um, did you know that ASAP uh, Rocky, his real name is Rakim, and he was actually named after Rakim of Eric being Rakim? Okay, I, I have it. Yeah. ASAP stands for acronym symbolizing any purpose. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. They all have like their own ones, I think. They're all their own acronyms. <laughs> they all came up with different acronyms for yeah, ASAP? I think so. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> can we can we not talk about them? Although ASAP Tide Beats is pretty dope. I like his production. Yes, yes. Um I will say, okay, he has a song about Four Loco, and I'm finished because that's really dumb. Anyway, uh we've all <laughs> talked about what we're listening to, and I think we should move on to our main segment. Which is, if I'm not mistaken, about movies again. Yeah. Because the Oscars are tonight, so... The, the Oscars are tonight. All right. We should say this, that uh, we recorded our first episode during the Grammys. No, we first recorded our first episode during what? It was the... Super Bowl. The Super Bowl first. The Super Bowl. Second episode was the Grammys. The second episode was in front of the Grammys, and now episode six is in, in, in during the Oscars. So, uh, well, yeah. the Oscars haven't started yet, but yes. Same day. Yeah. I'm and certainly not going to watch them. Do you want to carry on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 
we talked about maybe doing like a commentary on the Oscars next week, but I don't know how that's going to work. No offense, but I don't think that would go so well. Uh, it might. It, you'd have to dub in the audio. Yeah. <laughs> we, Any- we'd have to. We should totally try like a riff tracks episode though, just to see how it goes. No, I'd be down for it. Maybe we can talk over like a uh, like an ASAP Rocky music video or something. Um, <laughs> let's talk over. Let's talk over Angus. Angus, yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. Okay. Buds. <laughs> We're still talking about cloud rap, and I apologize for that. Um, uh, okay, movies. I guess wave. the topic I'm, was. I'm calling it Trill Wave. Trill Wave. All right. Yeah. You're a rebel. I'm calling it like that. I'm calling it none of these things. Yeah, you're not going to talk about it. Uh, I'm calling it Tardop. <laughs> I like that. Man, that beat is straight tard. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, on. who's first? All right. It, the, 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 Who the actually is, prepared? Yeah, the topic is, <laughs> no, um, I guess, underrated movies or movies that are sort of unknown, I guess. Obscure, sort of forgotten. I'm going with... No, no, I'm not. Mine aren't obscure at all. So let's go with underappreciated yeah. films. Underappreciated films, yeah. Pretty much the same and as underappreciated movies, but whatever. Do you want me to just start? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. In the spirit of these films not being obscure at all, my first underrated film is Back to the Future Part Three. Is that the cowboy one? Yes. Yes, it is the cowboy one, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what can you say about it? It's does, like post rock. Does anybody have anything to say? I will say <laughs> that um, it I watched. I remember at a beach house, they had um uh, a v- VCR and all of three VHS tapes, which were Back to the Futures one, two, and three, and I watched them all in a row for two like three days in a row. So um, and I remember I liked one. The second was my favorite because they had floating skateboards. And the third one I usually turned off about halfway through because it's so bad. But um, and it, now the real the, when I realize it, it's not actually that bad. I think it's 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 campy. I'll admit it's very campy, but uh, it's, it's an supposed to be film. campy. No, absolutely, and I, I couldn't understand like I mean, camp as a child. But uh, yeah, they they save Clara from going in the well and change history forever and. They have to. They they pull the DeLorean by horses to try to get it to eighty eight miles an hour. If that was gonna work, mm-hmm. That's... And, and it ends and it ends with a good old fashioned duel. Mm-hmm. And they call they call Marty McFly Clint Eastwood throughout the whole movie. I mean, how great! <laughs> They're in the past, though, aren't they? Yeah, but he tells everybody that he, he tells everyone that his name is uh, uh... Clint Eastwood. Like in the first, um, Kelvin. Oh, I, I gotcha. <laughs> Um, I will say about that movie, the NES game is terrible. Oh, God, it's so bad. You played it? It's, or, it's impossible, too. It's so well, impossible. The first Back to the Future is terrible, but then they had a Japan <sighs> release for... Uh, it was Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3, and it, it's yes. possibly even worse than um than the first one. Oh, it is worse because it's completely impossible. Like, the level where you're being dragged by the horses and you have to jump over all the fences yes no it's nobody has ever completed that ever mm-hmm. wasn't there an avg episode about it yes 
There was. It, it, yeah. that, that game's impossible. It is impossible. I, the original Back to the Future game is pretty bad, too, where, like... Uh, it's funny because they, they like mentioned this on papers flying at them and all this. They mentioned this on Ang- Angry Video Game Nerd, which is a, a YouTube series. But uh, it's like the most literal interpretation of a movie. Like uh, he has to, like you know, his grandmother is in love with him, so he has to, you know, catch hearts that the grandmother is throwing at her. And it's it's there's really clocks stupid. everywhere. There's clocks everywhere for time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, he, you cut out a little. Oh. What's happening? What's happening? I don't uh, like this. I don't know. Maybe the aliens will come. Help us out, future. <laughs> Hang um, on. I'm going to tweet at fuck Tyler. <laughs> okay. Maybe that could get some good exposure for this podcast. Can you help with an alien invasion? <laughs> I have a small Here, alien Tyler is a creator. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm going to... I'm going to go at fuck Tyler and at Barack Obama, and we'll, we'll just see who replies first. Sure. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, who would be more likely to reply to, you know, uh, uh, help us with an alien invasion? I think the answer is obviously Tyler, the creator. Absolutely. We should, we should probably we should probably move on. Is there anything else you'd like to say Tyler. about Back to the Future Part 3? No, but I would just like to say Tyler the centaur. Oh, yeah. It's a real thing that's happening. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Okay. Mark, would you like to go? I'll go. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one I picked for my first one is a movie called Hardcore Logo. Um, it's basically about a, uh, a punk band from Vancouver, I think. It's a mockumentary mm-hmm. about a oh, nice. punk band from Vancouver. Who, I guess they reunite and go on a tour around Western Canada, and it's basically just all the crazy shit that happens, and on their tour, and it's I don't know, it, it, especially there's one scene in it. I can't give anything away, but it's it's one of the more f- messed up scenes I've ever seen. In a movie. Really? I don't know. I don't watch many movies. That's probably not saying much. But it's... <laughs> like, like, is it worse than the Van Wilder? <laughs> that movie is terrible. But I watched three of them in a row. It's, it's bad. A friend's house. There's three of them? Yeah. There are. There's three Van Wilder movies? My God. Oh wait, Van Wilder. There, there prob there probably is, but I think they were like a couple There's of Van two. Wilder movies, and then just uh, maybe some other uh, National Lampoon thing. Van Wilder, that I, background ancillary character. I don't know. I don't know. Takes I'm over. Not, I'm not an expert, <laughs> but anyway, the movie. But I thought I you were. You watched three in a row. Wilder four. <laughs> I don't know why. Because of the rise of Rebecca. <laughs> this time it's personal. Yeah. Okay. I think Mark was talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are probably more interesting than than me talking is, but I don't know. It was a cool movie. Uh, is it I'm anything actually... like this is Final Tap? 
I've never seen that. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be exposed for the fraud <laughs> that you are. The First fact that I watch no movies. Um, I've never seen it either. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I someone else. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, I actually I have seen the trailer for that movie, and I was thinking about watching it, but I couldn't. I couldn't find it. Um, okay. So the movie I picked, um, just going through, you know, my recent uh, list of Netflix or whatever. Um, it is, uh, has anybody ever seen Gummo? No. No. I know, see, I wish Nick was on here, uh, because I know he's seen this, uh, Metal Nick, not IDM Nick. Um, because I know he (laughs) likes Uh. this movie a lot. And that's because um. I love that's how we're. I love how we're. That's how we know the. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this is um, Harmony Corinne, who uh, directed that movie. Um, oh, let me see. Uh, this was one of his first ones, but directed that movie called. Uh, does anybody remember Trash Humpers? Anybody seen the trailer for that? Um, okay. Uh, he directed a movie called Kids. No, okay, oh, yeah, never I've mind. Heard that. I've never yeah, seen yeah. it. Um, anyway, Gummo. It's a like stove. That's about a stove that rapes people. Uh, is that like Rubber? Anybody ever seen Rubber? Yeah, though. No. Oh, is that about the tire? Uh, that's the about tire that blows. I, I've oh. seen the trailer for that. <laughs> It's free. And now the hilarious. podcast is let's let's talk about campy horror movies. That's what it was always destined to become. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this Has movie. Anyone summer camp. Say again. Summer camp. I've never seen it, but isn't that the movie where they revealed at the end that the girl that you watch for two hours, dude? Oh no, I have heard about that movie. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I've seen. I've seen that move that 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 scene and like just edited out on YouTube, and it's 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 really funny. Yeah. What well, is even more movie? It's just like a random dick shot. <laughs> <laughs> Was it even a horror movie? And uh, yeah, yeah, it is a horror movie. And uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the scene in Teen Wolf where the dude pulls his dick out? No, I haven't seen Teen Wolf actually. <laughs> You've never seen Teen Wolf? I'm like, 16. The end of the game, slack. Michael J. Fox's team win, wins the big game. Extras in the crowd clearly pulls his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> it's on YouTube. And it's it's in the final version of like a PG. It's the future. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, uh, I, I I have seen uh, parts of Teen Wolf though, and this is a scene I remember. It's, um, uh, he brings what? What's his? What's the name of Teen Wolf's stylish friend? Um, Styles. Is it Styles? Yes. Um. Anyway, he pulls Styles into an empty classroom, and he's like, um, uh, "Hey, Styles. I I don't know if his name's Styles, but he's like, hey, I got something to tell you. It's kind of a secret." And then Styles go, "Wait." You're not a faggot, are you? And then he goes, No, 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 no. I'm a werewolf. 
And uh, he's like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to tell me you were gay. And um, that was so different. Wow. That guy's priorities are a little out of whack. So different than what you could get away now. You could never put that in a movie now. Yeah, like uh, the Bad News Bears. Faggot, are you? Yeah. Uh, Bad News Bears rated NC seventeen if it was released today. I know that movie is just brutal, and uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, it was a kids' movie. That came out. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of, did anybody ever see the remake of it? I was really young when it came out, which is my excuse for seeing it, but it was terrible. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like the hip hop? Uh, it was like the the alt like the pop punk type thing. Yeah. Is oh. Uh, there's Isn't a. Isn't there bad news bears where it's like all black kids and like a oh. black coach? Uh oh. It's not called that. You're thinking like of the, the bad news version. blacks. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talking about gum. It's a really deep movie. It's about civil rights, Isn't, okay? Mm-hmm. Isn't Billy Bob Thornton in the remake? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was actually. Coach. He played. Uh, he played the coach. He played the coach. Mm-hmm. That guy. <sighs> I I honestly hate that man. I hate him too. Come, on. but Bad Santa's genius. You can't deny that Bad Santa's genius. Yes. Uh, have I showed all you guys his interview on CBC Radio? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I can't bring myself to finish it. It's so hard to watch. That's why. That is exactly why. He's, like, <laughs> he's exactly the character he played in Bad Santa in real life. <laughs> that doesn't change that. Bad, uh, Bad Santa is awesome. I love that movie. Yeah, but if okay. anyone... I think Santa I movies are probably kid. my favorite genre. I love it. <laughs> Santa movies are your favorite genre. Shit, I, my I favorite love the genre. Kid in that movie that's like. You mean Christmas movies? Like the, no, I mean Santa the movies. German chocolate boy from the <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, what's what's the German Santa? Nick would know this. Um, his name is like Gunter or something like that. <laughs> I think you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the kid, the kid in Bad Santa looks just like him. He also looks uh, like Eric Wood, who's not the line from for the Bills, but that's a different <laughs> story. Nobody knows. Oh wait, no, no, Mark knows what you're talking about. I don't know. I does like hockey. Football. I'm from Canada. We only like hockey. Uh, okay. okay. Jesus Christ. Let me talk about <laughs> Gummo. Come on, people. Um, okay, so Gummo is this uh, really sort of super demented, disturbing movie. About these, you know, sort of nihilistic uh, rednecks living in like this sort of um, tornado destroyed town in uh, it's like it's like Iowa or Nebraska or Arkansas like that. And um, like the first scene is just these kids going around just hunting cats, which they sell to the grocery store for meat. And um, yeah, uh, whoa, yeah, they sell the cats two dollars each for. Um, uh, and then they buy glue from that same guy who's selling them the cat meat, uh, which they then they they then huff because they're you know bored rednecks and have nothing else to do. Um, but it's just this very pretty sur- bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, glue addiction, like Charlie Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually it's funny though. Well, it's not really funny. It's more sad, but kind of funny that the guy who plays the main character Tumblr. 
uh, he was actually on an episode of Intervention about glue huffing. And then the director oh, God. saw him and he's like, that's who I want to be my Tumblr. And then he picked him out and actually saved him from his glue addiction. Um, he was like 12 years old, too. And he was like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, I have to see this episode. Mm-hmm. It, no, uh, no, it's – oh, whatever. But the movie itself is uh, – it opened me up to – well, not really opened up, but it sort of showed me black metal. Like I had not really known what black metal was, but the whole sound <laughs> is like all sort of black metal and there's grindcore and stoner metal. Uh, like uh, let me see the, the soundtrack. There's the like uh, Burzum's on it and Bathory and uh, I Hate God also has a track on it and Spaz. But um, yeah, it's just this super sort of nihilistic, um, uh, disturbing, you know, redneck movie. And it, it uses a lot of sort of weird cinema techniques that uh, like, you know, they have like, it's like a handheld video camera like that, you know, like sort of the 90s VHS type style. And then, you know, it's yeah. very disturbing. I recommend it to everyone. I can honestly say I've never seen a movie that had like a grindcore metal soundtrack. It's hilarious because there's just this tiny little skinny kid just walking down the street with his bike, and then there's a Burzum track playing behind him. It's very nice. <laughs> it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And it complements the movie so well. Goo huffing and hating God, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. There's a, like there's a huge sort of in, in this creepy like redneck town. It's like there's this giant sort of satanic you know teenager uh, cult, and uh, I don't what's it compared to. It's sort of like um, mm, let me think of the name of it. Damn it! It's it's sort of like Twin Peaks, where you know it's this town, and then it becomes the the town is a whole lot creepier than anyone sort of imagined. Uh, any any hoozle. Um, moving on, would somebody else like to go next? I think it's Jack's turn. Jack's turn. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's like back to bad horror films because uh, this film called Roman, and it's like exactly as you'd think. It's uh, a, a what's that about? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's literally a, a, a rat man, and it's like. <laughs> It's played by like the sh- apparently the shortest actor ever. He's like three foot or something. <laughs> and wow, I think is this, it uh, this like crazy scientist is trying to get a Nobel Prize by doing this. And yeah, inevitably he escapes from from the lab and goes around just killing <laughs> killing attractive women. So it's the it's the human centipede except with a midget. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hmm. That sounds delightful. Anybody gonna see the sequel? Be by the way, that's coming soon. What is? Uh, oh, uh, full sequel, I've, correct? I've only, yeah. I've only heard about that movie. I haven't watched it. Neither have I. I don't. <laughs> I have no desire to see that. Um, I, I, my pre-algebra teacher, um, my pre-algebra teacher named Mr. Racy was, um, a huge horror movie fan. Like, he, he, you know, was sort of like a collector and everything. He had a ton of DVDs. And sometimes he'd just talk about weird horror movies. And, um, it was towards the end of the year, and I was just sitting in the back of his class, and he came over, 
and I was like, hey, Mr. Racy, have you ever seen that movie Human Centipede? And he was like, oh, yeah, I did see that. And so me and my eighth grade pre-algebra teacher was just talking about Human Centipede for a while. It was very weird. <laughs> that could be illegal. <laughs> then no, no, it, it absolutely house. is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a joke where Austin's teacher is abducting him to make him part of Human Centipede. Okay. Oh, I didn't hear that yeah, one. Maybe the audio cut out. But, you know, it's good that you mentioned that afterwards, because I think that was something that was necessary to um to put in this podcast. Uh, okay. Um, would you like to tell us more about Ratman, or should we should we move on? I think we pretty much had it all. No, I think we did, yeah. Okay, wait, is it my turn again? Uh, yeah. It would be yeah. Mark. Oh, no, it would be. No, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, the second movie I picked is Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke. Have any of you seen it? Uh, I've seen parts of it. No. Not yet, no. Uh, basically, it's about a washed-up wrestler played by Mickey Rourke, who making ends meet, and he's still wrestling on weekends, and he has an estranged daughter this really sad depressing movie uh and it's got the most graphic wrestling scenes in it like he does a they he does a hardcore match at one point and supposedly it this was all real like mickey rourke is bleeding and like somebody with barbed wire and like thumbtacks in him and and supposedly all those scenes were really done and he He's got all sorts of health problems, and his doctors tell him if he keeps wrestling, he's going to die. It's a really it's a fucked up and pressing movie. You should watch it. Um, this yeah. Like same Mickey Rourke's like, comeback film, wasn't it? Cause it was. He didn't yeah. do a lot yeah. well. It's an absolute crime that he did that he had nominated for Best yeah. Actor, I believe. But the movie wasn't nominated fixture, which was an absolute crime, in my opinion. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's so affecting can't watch that movie and feel good afterward you just feel you feel like shit and that's really my that's those are my favorite films no that's similar with like like dear zachary you know there's i i I regret you ever showing me that film because sometimes i'm just you you know chilling at home and i'm like listening to music or something and i just start thinking about that movie and i get super depressed yeah and we can't we can't talk about it because if we do we're gonna give something away. But everyone that's listening to this, please watch Dear Zachary. But uh, uh not giving anything away, but um Zachary is actually a ghost from the beginning, just saying. Um anyway. Uh something <laughs> notable about um uh the wrestler. <laughs> uh uh I think that's how you say it, right? Darren yeah. But um, what I was going to say is that uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, do you know, do you know, do you people remember Rowdy Roddy Piper? Or is that... Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he actually does commentary on that movie, on the DVD. Well, technically the Blu-ray version, there's Rowdy Roddy Piper oh, commentary. He pretty much played this Mick uh, when he did the Always Sunny Wrestling episode. Did he? I, mean, I actually never that, saw that one. 
like a wrestling league and like Frank's the trash. <laughs> and he's throwing trash over the ring. It's a great episode. Nice. And and was in it. He uh he does stuff at the gathering of the juggalos now. Like they have a wrestling league, the Jello Wrestling Association or something. Juggalo Wrestling Association. <laughs> it's not and he'll do like a uh uh like wrestling seminar or something, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, okay, great. that's all I really have to say about it. Okay. Um uh Mark Mark, yes, Mark. that's your name. My turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that's it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, nothing. Too. I'm gonna go with uh, slap shot. Kyle, have you seen it? This is the um. I would. This is the Paul. This movie. is the hockey movie. Yeah. The Paul. I would it's... venture to call that movie overrated, though. <sighs> So many people talk about Slapshot. People talk about Slapshot as probably the best hockey movie of all time. Uh, Miracle. Uh, I was just going to say that, too. They're I like that different movie. movies. You don't like Miracle? No, I do. You were kidding. No, I saw it when I was... Miracle young. was an amazing movie. And I watched it in health class last year. My, fa- <laughs> My favorite part about Slapshot is that the female lead is like naked talking to Paul Newman for like four minutes for no reason. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a reason. It's that he's Paul Newman. No, but she's like sitting up in bed topless and talking to Paul Newman for like five minutes full frontal for absolutely no reason. It's the weirdest <laughs> it's the weirdest scene. Like, yeah. there's no reason she has to be topless. She just is. That move. The movie is just ridiculous, though. It was super I, violent. I, I love the scene it? where it was very I violent. Where, I love the scene because, where they're playing with her in the hotel room so much. Yeah, because the whole premise of the movie is that this is a failing minor league hockey team, so they essentially resort to huge fights every game to attract fans. This is just the bad news bears. It's yeah, the so same they can premise. relocate the team to Florida, right? So they get yeah, enough money to relocate the team to Florida, I believe, is the angle. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will say that uh, I probably do like Miracle better than Slapshot. I don't know. They're different movies. It's tough to compare. Yeah. Miracle's a reenactment of something that really happened. And it, it's yeah. the thing that's really cool about Miracle is just how much detail they put into all the on-ice stuff. Oh, I know. It's, I mean, they did it all exactly. There are scenes scenes in that movie that look exactly like the game. Like, they picked the exact, they made the plays exactly the same as they were in the actual game. I know. Which is just so impressive. Have you watched the game, Kyle? Uh, I I've seen the third period. I haven't seen the entire game. I've never watched the whole game either. I just know the call from the last ten seconds. Oh, everybody knows that. I don't know it. I should say five seconds know. now. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Um. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I will say I was very impressed by that movie as like a as like a eight year old kid who didn't care about sports in the slightest. That was uh, that was unusually touching for me. I I would really like to thank Mark for finally getting hockey in an episode of this podcast. And I would like to eject Mark from this podcast for finally getting hockey mentioned in an episode of this podcast. Um, he gets a game misconduct. Podcast misconduct. Podcast misconduct. That's the name of this episode, podcast misconduct. That was a bad joke. <laughs> that was the best joke. I'm sorry, we're leaving Jack out. Jack, are you a hockey fan? I Is he going to get a shot? Absolutely no opinion on hockey. I've never watched it. Yeah, I mean, he's English. What's your big in England, Jack? Are you still soccer oh, players? Yeah, well, football, as we call it. Football, sure. Manchester yeah. Did. What are you, gay? You Manchester <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite? Who's your favorite football team? Oh, I, I follow Ipswich Town. Don't That's they, not uh, a like... real name. You're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably like. Ipswich Town. That's the name of uh. That's the name of a H.P. Lovecraft story. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's real, honestly. Trust me. Okay, I'm sorry. We've been making fun of Jack for no reason. Um, okay. So, so, I'm pretty used to it with regards to football. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, the biggest sport you live is fucking NASCAR, so... <laughs> no, I, 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 I embrace that full frontally. Um, well, it's actually, the, big, the biggest sport where I come from is probably, like, cockfighting or something, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I know. I know. There was a lot of controversy in the world of NASCAR yesterday because Danica Patrick got uh, wrecked in her first nationwide race. It's because they're jealous that she's a girl. Obviously. So they just ran her off the track. There's a yeah. Um, there's a poster in our uh, cafeteria of Danica Patrick uh, with a milk mustache, and it's for milk. And. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever seen her in, it, in an interview, but she's, like, really stupid. She's not a smart woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a NASCAR driver. Uh, like, yeah, my dad actually... She, she drives cars for a living. That'll just tell you all you need to know. Yeah. There's also... We had, we had some horrible posters. We, like, we had, like, a poster of, uh, uh, I think, like, uh, Taylor Swift or something. I don't know. But... My school had no posters too but we had like 90 celebrities like Shaq. <laughs> Shaq. Was, it, was that like Shazam era Shaq or was it like uh, Shaq era Shaq? Totally. It might That's have right, been Mitch, as, I know what Shazam is. Shaq gives the best interviews though. Oh, I total swear on live TV. He's, he's hilarious. He's like, well, Shaq, your you team seen... wasn't playing so well. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Shaq, we're on TV. I don't give a shit, man. Get out of my face. <laughs> Have you ever seen him at Good Burger? No, he was not a Good Burger, was no, he? Not. Yeah, he is a Good Burger. Keenan and Kel food in Good Burger. It's Oh, black people in the 90s. And, and he, looks, <laughs> he, looks at, he looks at Kel, yo, man. Where's my pickles? I ordered pickles on this. Pickles, pickles. It puts it on the burger and then Shaq eats it. <laughs> that's, that's the best scene in all of cinema. <laughs> it is pretty great. 
the guy is just he's hilarious though. Yes. And they they drive that they drive that car that looks like a hamburger. Like <laughs> oh, disobeying disobeying every traffic law. You guys yeah. I think I don't care what I think we need to rip tracks uh Good Burger. <laughs> yeah, we totally do. Good Burger's and a I, perfect movie. I think we shouldn't uh, actually make week. fun of it. We should just say like, Well I like the I like the uh the lighting the director of here. And then <laughs> very subtle state. You do a technical commentary of Good Burger. Tell us been in the in the in the shake machine. In the shake machine. Like it really oh, this really oh. looks realistic. Like, they did a good job on whatever <laughs> whatever formula for that. Oh god. That's I love great idea. I'm totally down for this. We should totally do a commentary on Good Burger. Actually, let's do it right now. No. <laughs> Stop the podcast. We have to organize this somehow, but it will happen. Don't you worry, listeners. It will happen. Look. <laughs> um, I guess I guess we just talked about Good Burger, which is maybe the most underrated movie. Yeah, I'll just, just make that my thing. So yeah, we save yeah, a little sure. time. Do that. Um, okay, Mark, did, uh, who just went? It was Mark. Okay, it's I'm, I guess it was I'm, me. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Did they have Good Burger in the UK, Jack? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, I saw Good Burger in theaters. We just, really? I totally saw that in theaters. Yeah, it was filled with kids. Too did really well at the box office. Well, why shouldn't it? It's Good Burger. Um, I believe it was the second. I believe it was the second uh, Nickelodeon original movie that like made theaters. And I don't know if anyone remembers the first movie, but I think it was called Snow Day. Anybody remember Snow Day? Uh, I remember Snow Day. Oh yeah. I I, I remember. It's like literally about like a small town that has a blizzard and all the kids yeah. are off of school. And like the snowplow driver is like evil and they yeah, <laughs> yeah. against them and it's ridiculous. Well, see, I'm jealous of you because your era of Nickelodeon, like you have, you have, you know, you can't do that on the, television or whatever. And era. yeah, you have the golden era. You have, you know, Monsters Alive. I have like Jimmy Neutron. Like I got, I got the I, shit under the stick. Jimmy in this Neutron's deal. okay. Well, I mean, sure it was, but, uh, uh, like, I don't know, I had, like, mm, I don't know, like, what was the knockoff that... Shorts? Was it? You didn't have Salute Your Shorts or Pete and Pete, you have all this crap. No, that like, that's the stuff that should have been on Nick at Night, for children like me who wanted to watch Nickelodeon but didn't like Nickelodeon. Uh, instead, we, uh, like, I mean, I, I do appreciate Nick at Night for introducing me to the wonders of the, that is, the Fresh Prince, you know, because... I'm I'm a lifelong Fresh Prince fan, but um, when when I watched Nick and Night, it used to be like classic shows. Like I love yeah. Lucy. All right, and this is this is my gripe with um with Nick and Night. All right, so with with like the younger generation, I mean the older generation, like in their twenties, um, they played classic shows on Nickelodeon, and you know when you know my generation started to watch Nick at Night, uh. They deemed, you know, like, oh, kids don't want to watch all this old black and white bullcrap. Uh, just, you oh, know, they fresh- totally did, though. Well, yeah, but the, like, like, I so, love that. Yeah, no, no, me too. And it was like, you know, so fresh prints all around. You getting, you're gonna watch like, you know, Clarissa explains it all. 
And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I'd like, I like to watch Car 54, Where Are You? And like, so Nickelodeon has cheated me out of 30 years of pop culture knowledge that I would have had otherwise. And now I only know, you know, about, I don't know, like, uh, what was on Nick at Night? Speaking of pop culture, speaking of culture you, uh, knowledge, I'm about to you know enough. all of respective minds. I do, I do know enough. I'm the exception that proves You know, you know more than enough. <laughs> you know... Do you I'm know sorry. that uh, Nick? Do you know that Nick Bakai is the voice of Salem the Cat, and he's also the voice of Norm on Angry Beavers? Like they, to say no way, that. really? That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was a huge Angry Beavers fan. I dug that show. I had the Game Boy. You should be. That it was great. Angry Beavers was great. Uh, Man, the I miss those. Where they like... go to the cereal factor to get uh, Daggett's. <laughs> that's so weird that his name was Daggett and that I know that's the best name. Uh, Daggett. To, you couldn't Daggett. pass that you couldn't pass a name like Daggett in like, you know, a later SpongeBob. No, that was totally like, Angry Beavers. They did that like they did that as late as you possibly could get away with it, mm-hmm. I think. And they go they go to the real factor factory through the mail tube to go get Daggett Street Sweeper. <laughs> I remember speaking of speaking of football, Jack, do you remember the the episode where they became soccer hooligans? Yes, that yes, was one I do. of my favorite like, episodes. It, it was football, actually. It was. Yeah, it was football. It yeah. was a football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like American football, not. No, wasn't it soccer? Soccer. Oh, okay. Huh. No, it was. Maybe we're thinking of different episodes, but there's an episode where they play an entire football team, and like they play as the Beavers. No, I'm, I'm thinking different one, where they actually start a soccer team and they become like British soccer hooligans and they speak in British accents and everything. It's bizarre. Oh wow! So they did yeah. more than one sports episode, apparently. Okay. <laughs> I don't that's, remember. That shows on for a while. For that one, I remember. I remember the episode where they competed against an entire football team. Uh, I do miss the, like the demented sort of Nickelodeon that existed in the '90s, and it's been it's been dumbed down so much now. It's like you know, bad action shows and you know, uh, like Fairly Odd Parents knockoffs, and you know, they it used to be so weird and psychedelic. Now. Yeah, like Ren and Stimpy. Modern Life would yeah, never. Say Ren, and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, like, is in the like my top ten favorite TV shows of all time. I would say. Just nostalgia value alone. <laughs> have you seen the adult party cartoon episode? I have seen where it, yeah. they, uh, <laughs> Where they go into the female shower and, like, there's nude chicks everywhere. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And have you seen the one where they're, they're lumberjacks and they're shawing wood? No, I, that's the only adult party cartoon I've seen. Okay, I'm going to say... they only did six. Yeah, they only, it was on Adult Swim, actually. And I, it, I mean, like... The the audience towards the later years of Ren and Stimpy was just people who'd watched Adult Swim, like the, you know, the weird sort of, you know, stoner college kids. But uh, I'll, I'm going to send you the video of uh, the uh, the Sawing Wood Lumberjack episode later because it's bizarre. Um, oh, I will still watch that. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling that on a lot of episodes we're just going to end up talking about you know, mid-90s Nickelodeon, so we should probably force them to move on to it. Um, I just remembered one quick thing. I have a mate who works for Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and he has, like, access to literally everything they've ever shown. Oh, like the tapes and everything? Yeah. Wow. Oh, awesome. A lot of uh, those shows aren't out on DVD. Well, that's true. 
didn't we already do this once and you told us the Kurt Cobain story? He wrote yeah. songs for um he wrote songs for Ren and Stimpy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is gonna happen every single episode. It's best we just move on. Yeah. Uh okay, I had a movie and we I should make it a seg- it. Say again. Jack Jack, do you have any movies? <laughs> yes. Um I'll send some time. Okay, uh into like a bit of French New Wave recently and this is like probably the, the biggest director in that genre is Jean-Luc Godard and I've been watching like quite a few of his films. One of them is called Masculine Feminine. It's basically it, not one of these films a major plot but it's just about this guy and this girl's relationship and it's series of conversations and it doesn't really go anywhere but it's just really well shot and it's pretty revolutionary in some of it that he used and yeah it's just really good yeah I don't. you're way smarter than the rest of us we were talking about <laughs> yeah, you. yeah i'm really not <laughs> like my first movie was back to the future three yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't go out guard on us. Come on. Um, but mine was Ratman. I had to like. He's going all intellectual with yeah. Ratman and whatever he just said. That's <laughs> true. You're a man of dichotomy, Jack. Um, Dave. Yeah. Uh, okay, I remembered uh, one of mine. It was um, it's a documentary called uh, John Peel's Record Box about you know BBC One radio DJ John Peel. Anybody a John Peel fan? Jack, you're British, oh, correct? Yeah, do you know, yeah, do you know they're like putting a database of his record collection online. I know, I saw that. I was so excited. Uh, that's gonna be great. He has um twenty five thousand LPs and I think like yeah. forty five thousand singles and then about a hundred thousand CDs. And uh, yeah. they're uh, at the LPs at least they're uh, uploading. I'm uh, not streaming, but you know, uploading his entire catalog of music. Like with yeah. his personal notes and everything, up to a website, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited for it. I think there's yeah, there's bound to be so much rare stuff on there. Did you ever listen to the show, Jack? Because you know he was dead before I started listening to music. Yeah, I'm not old enough to, but oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about him. See, this is like this type of person is he's really the sort of person I want to be where you know he started listening yeah. to music in the 50s like when there was you know like jazz records and everything it was a huge jazz fan and then when rock and roll started happening he was a huge rock and roll fan then when punk started happening you know he collected yeah. all the punk records then when like grindcore started happening he listened to grindcore and like when he was you know 50 years old he was listening to grindcore records even though you know he grew up with you know you know BB King or whatever and like that sort of, he had Lightning Bolt on his show. He was a huge Lightning Bolt fan, and uh, like oh. just never sort of giving up on music, just yeah. like never I mean, becoming, never saying like, oh, I don't like this new stuff, and yeah. you know, keeping up with it is something I'd really enjoy doing if I can. That makes me so happy. I know there like, there was literally a seventy-year-old like... man. He was seventy years old, and he had Lightning Bolt on his show. That's amazing. I know. I really hope I don't get, like, cynical and just think all new music is rubbish. Yeah, I, I don't know. see that happening for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could, that would happen to me. I mean, that's what I, I hope everybody would say. Yeah, I hope, um, 
in the future, all music will be new metal. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Then I will start hating it all. <laughs> yeah. But what if what if somebody breaks the code and like makes a really good new metal album? Possibly. Probably, all right. Somewhere like maybe it was just like some suburban like one off release or something. But what if there is like a like a superb new metal album out there somewhere? There <laughs> like a, like a ten out of ten. Yeah. There has to be. Uh huh. Like like literally the Pinkerton of new metal. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. Just like sitting about in it, some there... dudes. Like some. He's probably like twenty seven. <laughs> but um you know he there's probably just a fantastic you know emotionally you know uh amazing new metal album out there somewhere yeah when you think about it or your your favorite album you haven't even heard it yet and you might never hear it mm-hmm. it might not have even been created yet mm-hmm. you uh, might be the one to create it it's <laughs> okay. and now we're getting weird you're getting all good art on me let's talk about this your more this is deep not yeah. weird. Uh, let's talk about Good Charlotte. Oh God! I here's my here's my sole memory of Good Charlotte when I you know as you know a very young me caught them at the very very end of their you know popular career. Uh, I was in Blockbuster looking through midi uh, looking through videos and on the TV they had in there was a Good Charlotte music video where they were dressed as different foods. And uh, that's oh all I remember God. about Good Charlotte. Like one I was pizza, one was this. a carrot. I, I shouldn't admit this, but Uh-oh. I kind of like I kind of like some forty one when they first came out. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like ten then. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I was like popular. So well, I was like twelve, so it was totally not acceptable for me. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think 12. Oh, I like the song that was stage for pop punk. Lip. Oh yeah, yeah like, that was the, one. the song where there's a video where they're like at the pool. I like. Yeah. I really like that song. Oh, you mean every single band from every single song of every single band from that era? You know, Blink One Eight Two had the the suburban pool uh, video. I think everyone had a video at a pool at their Wait, house. Did we lose Austin? No, I'm here. Hello. Did I you just stop? We I ruined. What's happening? No. Carry on. How's it going, everybody? What just happened? So let's start episode six now. Are you are you <laughs> prank on me or something? Am I? No, we couldn't hear you. Like you cut off. Okay. Uh, it was probably from the best. I was just rambling about nonsense. Um. You know, I actually, I. I know what I was talking about though. What was it called? Do you remember the name? It's called Into Deep. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> I even remember the chorus. It was because uh, I'm into yeah. Deep. Yeah. I don't remember trying the rest of it. it. Try yeah, Nikki. I could probably say up above thing. my head. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, oh, I remember that. Song. Try to take me under. Oh, that's it. I do remember that song. That was in twelve year old. Do you know why I remember that song? I remember that song because it was in every single dirt biking game that I rented as a child, just for the PS2. Um, and like you know, like it was some ATV game, and I rented it because I was bored, and that song was in it. It it makes me so sad that you just said I ran. I was a kid for the PS2. <laughs> Look, um, I know, I know, but that makes me sad. Like. <laughs> 
you're you're I gonna become obsolete someday, Kyle. You know, you're getting older. I grew up with the Super Nintendo. Like it was. I wish I'd grown up. With I, the I Super clearly. That's I when clearly had a way better childhood than you. Because I. That's all I'm gonna say. I clearly had a way better childhood. No, I agree. And I grew with up that. with classic. There were some straight terrible games for the PS2. There were some great ones, but uh, there were some really terrible ones that I loved as a kid that I'm sort of ashamed of. Were you a big fan of Lawnmower Man? I don't know, but it sounds like I might be. <laughs> what? Oh, it's Lawnmower Man is... Uh, I don't remember who... It's a movie. It's a movie game. Uh, I think... Steve... You know what I played as a it's kid? A... I played the the game for Ant Bully. Remember that movie, Ant Bully? Oh God! I played that. Yeah, I played that licensed piece of shit. I did. <laughs> I sucked it up like nobody's business. You, you could have been a Clank or something good, but I, I, no, I no, to Ant- be fair, I beat all three Clanks before I was thirteen years old. I was up. I was. Up, well, maybe oh, maybe it was after that, but uh, yeah, Clank was my that was my never- jam as a kid. You have no idea. I've never, I've never played the Ratchet and Clank game, but I was really excited to read this week that they put on one disc all three of them. Oh, and that's it's coming awesome! Out for, and it's coming out for Xbox 360. No way! Fucking is coming out for Xbox 360. Um, I know. I'm so. Recently, I've never played them, but I'm totally getting that. Yeah, recent. That was actually the first. I uh, the first PS2 games I got was um, Tony Hawk 4, which is one of the best. Then um, I got Ratchet and Clank, and I got Jack and Daxter, which is equally fantastic. Um, and since I, since I have an opinion on this, do you want to rank all the Tony Hawk S two games? Oh, let's do it. <laughs> um, so Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk two is the best. I have, right? I, I have legitimately. I, I can only played, remember. I've played and beaten all yeah. of them up until American Wasteland. Which is when they lost. American me. Wasteland doesn't count because that's. Yeah. Not oh, and I didn't play Project Eight, but who the hell played Project Eight? Project Eight is also not PS2. Yeah. We're talking one, two, three, four, and Underground One and Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never yeah. played Underground. That's it. Uh, I played Underground Two is okay. That was the height of my. Um, I watched a lot of Jackass and I did a lot of skateboarding. I was. Um, uh, yeah, that was yeah. the height of me doing that. I, I would that just get up the, at 6 in the morning and play that game. That was the best thing about, like, <laughs> Underground was, like, Steve-O would tell you to knock, all, knock over all the traffic cones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Underground <laughs> 2 is especially when it got a very sort of celebrity, you know, endorsement type thing. But, uh, okay, let's Mama do this. Is, like, on the front cover of it. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, okay, well, who, who wants to go first? Okay, well, I'll say my personal favorite is um, uh, it's probably Underground One, just because I have the most memories of you know just idolizing that game so much. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tony Hawk Two because that's the first game where they had the manual. Oh, it's through Revolutionary. Uh, yeah, and uh, I never was a huge fan of the Reaver, so to me, that's the best engine they ever had. You young kids and your reverts. Back in the day, no, I just didn't have any reverts. I just, I just think the revert is kind of stupid. I, I know it's a it's a freaking skateboarding video game, and I've never skateboarded in my life. But you want everything in that game? Do a lip trick for a while. Every Jesus, everything about that, like when you can like do tricks off four vert 
balls in that game it's so realistic it's so unrealistic <laughs> come on that was uh, so just, much of the charm of that it. game though like that was so much of the charm for me of that game like I, if you got your perfect stats you could do it yes, forever and i love that i know but you had to you had to be way more creative when you didn't have the revert to really string together a bigger trick that's true which which i preferred to be honest and i will I say think this the maps in that better uh, about um, Tony Hawk oh, the one with the school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and it's got the 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 airplane hangar, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, it, the airport hangar where you can uh, do a vert trick through the glass and uh, yes, there's yeah. I know where all the secret tapes are to this. You, day. you set off the helicopter, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You up the wind tunnel. Tony Hawk yeah. Two is also. Tony Hawk 2 is also the game where they had the school map, which had this huge gap where you could do, like, it, it was like, I don't know what you would call it, like a staircase. Yeah. But there was a ramp on one side, and you had to, like, do a, a big landing to even land from up there because it was a huge height. I love it. Yeah, I love I Tony Hawk 2. Like, like, right at the start of the level, was it? Yeah. I don't... That was yeah, also the a... one with... um. That was the one where the unlockable was uh, Spider-Man. Yes. I remember playing as Spider-Man. Yeah. I was, I, as, as a very nerdy kid who loves skateboarding, that was a godsend for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tony Hawk 2, I also, uh, as along with the, the PlayStation game, I had the, uh, the Game Boy Advance game as well. And in terms of, um, I mean, skating games to the Game Boy Advance, it's actually really, really good. You know you can get Tony Hawk 2 for your iPhone? The, the PlayStation like, game? Really, really, uh, I believe it's the PS2 version, but it might... Well, it, the PS2 version... You know what? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because like, I know there when is did a they move very... To, when did they move to the PS2? I think they moved to the PS2 with Tony Hawk 2. I think it I was, think. yeah. Because I have the original uh, Tony Hawk for PS1 that I got for... Like four dollars at a but Toys R Us used bin, and uh, but there's also like a Tony Hawk two for PS one, and <laughs> three and four, which is just weird. It just yeah. looks worse. It's the same uh -huh. game. I um like instead of faces, there's just muddiness. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Those uh, games look. What what is um Jack and Mark's favorite Tony Hawk game? I'd have to. I I think I've only I've only ever played two. I think. Oh, you're missing out, sir. No, I don't think he is. I think he's got the best one. No, it's true, but I mean, the other ones are fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think I've only ever played that. I, I played the hell out of it, too. Mm -hmm. was, oh, I will say this about Tony Hawk. Um, I played those games, like, borderline religiously. Like, I would get up on a six, a six on a Saturday morning every day, every week, and just play that game for hours. And, uh, it literally changed. Play. Yeah, it changed the way I looked at like Earth. Like if I would see like an awning on a building, I was saying like, oh, man, yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. a jump off of that. Yeah. And it, it literally carries for everything thing. almost to this day. Like I could, I could do a pretty nice grind on that thing over there, and I can't, I, I can't stop <laughs> myself. I did the thing. Mm -hmm. I, I used to like look at like rooftops and like, man, that would be a really cool level in Tony Hawk. But. <laughs> Um, Guess what? Guess who developed the uh, Dreamcast version of the original Tony Hawk? Who? 
Treyarch, also known as the Treyarch, also known as one of the developers of Call of Duty. Really, for the Dreamcast? Yeah, I've look. I've never had yeah, the they develop- to play any Saturn or Dreamcast game. Like I've played a few Genesis games on an emulator, but like like what I'm like wasn't that like Shin something or other? That was the only Shen- good Dreamcast game. Yeah, Shen. Yeah, Shenmue. Shenmue. Uh, Jets. Jet Set Radio is pretty awesome too. Oh, I've had I've had her. Aren't they doing a remake of that? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but I think so. Yeah. Um, have you played Shenmue? No. I don't think anybody has. I, I just think everybody knows about it. Okay. Okay, number also, two. Also, Tony Hawk 2 never came out for the PS2. It didn't? No, that was PlayStation. I'm trying oh, to figure must... out what time they made the... hmm. Not have been until Tony Hawk 4 that they made the transition. No, no, I, I had 3 for PS2. That was definitely for PS2. So it must have been the third one. Mm-hmm. God, I remember, uh, I remember it was a PS2 game, but I guess it wasn't. Yeah, me too for some reason. I don't know. Uh, anyway, continuing on, what would you say is your number two, Kyle? Uh, sure. Uh, I'd probably go with that. I like Underground probably just as much. I'm sorry, I cut out yeah, a second. Probably. What'd you say, four? Uh, yeah, four, but I, I like Underground just as much. They're pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say four is my number two, ba- just based on sheer volume of playing it. That was the four, first one. Is that the map huge? Yeah, it was yeah, the first like open world one. Yeah, I think it was. It was the first one without just playing runs that you would do. Like you would, you would go talk. To yeah. Somebody. Huh. I, yeah, I like remember. they give you a bigger the map. Was maps were way bigger in that game from what I remember. Uh, I think like, L.A. was like the first one, and I remember you would. Uh, one of the things was you would grab a car and then you would sketch on it. Do you remember sketching? That was the first one with sketch. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember sketching for Genesis? No, please tell me you remember that game. Me, I'm I'm 16. I didn't play Skitchen. Genesis. Skitchen was like this. Uh, you you would, I think you were skateboarder or roller skater. I can't remember which one you were because it's fucking Genesis. Yeah. Uh, but the object of the game just would drag behind cars. It was kind of like Road Rash, but you were a skater behind a car. Huh. No, I played Road Rash. Road Rash is good, but um, uh, there yeah. were a couple. Like somewhat decent skating games for the NES around the same time, like Skate or Die. Skate or Die. Yeah. Yeah. I like Skate or Die. Yeah, I mean, for what it is. Yeah. You have to remember when playing Skate or Die that it's like way for, uh, what do you, uh, Tony? Oh, it came out. Oh, it changed the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I should mention this on the terms of sort of games that are sort of reminiscent of games of the future. Have you ever heard of this N64 game called Body Harvest? I think my friend... I've heard of that. I think my friend played it. I never played it. My friend talked about it all the time, though. Have you heard of it, Kyle? Well, what was it about? Uh, Hang on, I'm looking it up. Alright, well, I'll tell you. It, um, It was developed by Rockstar in, like, 1998. Rockstar Studios, who made GTA, you know? And it, it is well, it is almost exactly uh, like a bad graphics alien invasion style clone of GTA Three, like it's got this huge open world 
and you just go around, you can hijack vehicles and just, you know, murder people randomly, you just go around doing missions. And it's, it's you, when you play it, it feels exactly like you're playing Grand Theft Auto. It's bizarre. Except it was for Nintendo 64, and it was from 1998. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you're a giant crazy. alien. I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, it looks exactly GTA. Like, there's a, I can see a heart meter and, like, a, what I assume is a shield meter. And, mm-hmm. like, it looks like the character is about to steal a pickup truck. Like, he, 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 there's, really uh, there's, like, a hundred different vehicles you can use, and you can hijack all of them. And you like you could just run around murdering people, and uh, it was super violent. Isn't this NES N sixty four stuff? What's that? I don't see anything about Rockstar. Uh, I think it might have been before it they says, were called Rockstar. It was, yeah, it says they were. Div- oh yeah, yeah, it is. It says developed by DMA Design, but eventually they were renamed Rockstar North. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's just like a very is, sort of a hidden gem of a game that I just found randomly. This is crazy. This is before even the first Grand Theft Auto, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. Wait, I think... No, it's definitely before eight, GTA 2, eight. but maybe GTA 1 had come out. I'm not sure. I recommend finding an emulator if yeah, you can't or getting a cartridge. Yeah, GTA were doing a thing like that far before he is pretty... I want to play this. Yeah, I know. Um, it's very sort of like a sort of a hidden gem of the N64. And there were some terrible games for the N64, but there's some. If you look around, you find some nice ones. Uh, any, anyway, um, <laughs> number number three for um, that was a nice that was a nice drum roll. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, Number three, I'd say for Tony Hawk games uh, was probably be. Um, I'm gonna say three, Tony Hawk three. Oh, that's the worst one. I for me, I, I know, but nostalgia value for me is a big factor, and I did play that. Yeah, one. I guess it's important. I just the thing I remember about Tony Hawk. I don't remember anything about Tony Hawk three because of the. There was some terrible level design in that game. Like, the second level, I think, was... The first one was the Foundry, which was... It was tiny, which was sort of a disappointment. But the second one was just Canada. It was just called Canada. It was just, like, the snowy place. And um, <laughs> that's all it was. Like, it was... The thing I'm... Like, the first level of the Tony Hawk games... What I recently like being rocketed off into the walls because like a cor- like the rail wasn't like where it needed to be to do the combo you did. Right. Yeah. I just remember doing anything in that map was really hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's just terrible. I will say that one of my favorite things no was. Oh, go ahead. Like it was just assigned contest winner. Mm-hmm. Like not even a winner, but like. Like a place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, here's another little bit of like sort of Tony Hawk psychology, is um, whenever you're playing one of those like like the, the contest missions, you know, like a uh, you know score this number of points or something. Uh, did you always right when you messed up a trick, you would restart the whole entire thing? 
Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, just really, yeah. it was like, okay, you fell, pause, restart mission, and then do it again. Best thing was uh, like just doing something absolutely insane and getting a perfect score and just feeling like amazing yourself. Well, you couldn't even get perfect. You could get 99.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, the, the thing about 3 is what I loved was they had this hidden level, which was the cruise ship. Uh, I don't remember it. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I used uh, probably a code to get it. But it was um, uh, just really sort of nice, like, beautifully designed level. Like, it was just a cruise ship, and there's, like, water slides you would go on and stuff like that. And um, you could play as the hidden character was Kelly Slater, the surfer. Um, but uh, you you would do it like on a surfboard and stuff. It was it was bizarre. And uh, did he not have his own? Uh, he did, and nobody didn't he. Did. He have his own. I didn't play it. Neither did I. Like it was called Telly Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer. Uh, yeah, Surfer. There was a yeah. demo. All right. Well, here's all right. Here another part of my the absolute favorite part of these games for me was the demo of the game in the future that was coming out that they would have. And the one for three was um, yeah. snowboarding, and I played that demo almost as much as I played that game, and uh, it had just this this one cheesy new metal song playing as the soundtrack in the back, and um, it was just one track that they would give you, and you could pick between two dudes. But I got so good at that game at the demo of that game. I think I would probably be fair to say that I was probably the best at the world at that particular demo. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't 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 there a demo for coolboarders on one of them? Your coolboard was that the wakeboarding one? No, no, no it was there was snowboard board. Oh, I, I I don't know if it was called coolboarders, but um, no. Oh, speaking of um, terrible any N sixty four games, does anybody remember ten eighty snowboarding? Yeah, that was bad. That was uh, I just got that as a free cartridge with my um, uh, with my N sixty four, and he's like. Uh, hey, just pick a free game. I don't care. And I was like, oh, 1080 snowboarding. That sounds cool. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to give you that and let you go now. And I got home and it was terrible. <laughs> and all right, so me and my friends, we played this game a lot because it was the only game we had for the N64 at the time. And um, I'm going to list off some of the uh, the names of the snowboarders on that game. Um, I always played as my personal favorite, which was um, Dion Blaster. Does anybody remember Dion Blaster? <laughs> and uh, to this day, that's my nickname on Facebook. It's Austin Curley, parentheses, Dion Blaster. And uh, he, he was always my favorite. And uh, uh, Ricky Winterboard was always my favorite. Uh, was always my friend's favorite. He always played Ricky Winterboard. Oh, no, it was actually... Uh, actually um, it was produced by Miyamoto. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Wait. That, that game was? 1080 Snowboarding, yes. Oh, yeah, that is a Nintendo title. Mm-hmm. It was for 64. Mm. I thought it was a third-party title, but it was. It was literally a Nintendo-developed game. I forgot I think about it, that. It might have been a launch title, yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh, God, Miyamoto, that's just a stain on your career. Um, I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, we haven't let Jack talk at all. Uh, Jack, is there anything you'd like to say? I'm so sorry. 
it's fine. No, I've been listening <laughs> Put them on the spot. Yeah. By, <laughs> by the way, the pretty our longest episode. Yeah, yeah. it probably will, because I, I can talk about Tony Hawk and related things almost forever. Uh, okay, I'm just going to quickly list the rest of my games. Um, uh, I think uh, 2 was probably next after that, and then probably Underground 2, and then the first one, and then American Wasteland at the bottom. Why would you even include American Wasteland? Well, that's why it's at the bottom. Just just pretend it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's when, like, because I was super big into, like, the dumb skate culture at the time. Like, what, like, I, you know, I watched uh, Jackass and Bam, whatever reality TV show Bam Marjorie I had on MTV. And, like, right when I got American Wasteland, I was getting older and I was starting to realize, like, oh, oh, this is really stupid. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a gross what game. What was Bam Margera's, uh show called? It was called Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam. I like I like Viva La Bam. I'll just I'll admit that right now. It, it was too much I'll, reality I'll, show, I'll, not enough him that. doing stupid shit. Yeah, he also had another reality show like with his wife, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it was like Bam's Happy Marriage or something like that. It was dumb. Yeah, and his wife Missy, who they were. Yeah, she was on Jackass occasionally. She was hot. Yeah, she was. Hey, it. Man, doesn't Bam Margera just look like he would just smell really bad? Just like like a cigarettes yeah. or something, yeah. I've seen that dude's dick way many too, too way too many times. It's bran- it's branded on his ass. Did you ever see that episode of Jackass? Yeah. I it's funny cuz Steve-O, <laughs> as he gets less famous, the stuff he does is way more sort of brutally violent. Like, um, there was this one where he was, uh, well, he was in a Speedo, which I don't know if I have to preface that by saying that, but, um, he's he's always in a Speedo. Yeah, he lives in a Speedo. And, um, he was walking across this balance beam, and below the balance beam was just piles and piles of hot coals. And then across the balance beam, there were, like, these sort of tetherball type things attached to the ceilings, and they were just on fire. And, you know, they were waving back and forth. And he had oh, to walk God. across the, tether, the balance beam. He got knocked into the hot coals. And it just scalded his Speedo to the side of his ass. And he had to go to the hospital. Oh, my God. The thing can that I, can I just say that? Games. Yeah. Can uh, I just say that was and always will be better than Jackass? What was? Better than Jackass. Yeah. Have you ever seen Dirty Sanchez? Yes. Oh, that that's I, I really messed love up. Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. I actually went to um, a club and two of them were like uh, appearing. You know when you get like club appearances, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was like probably one of the most tragic things I've ever seen. They basically just were on stage and got um, and just organised a wet t-shirt competition. <laughs> they were the only <laughs> involved, but yeah. But- the, the thing I remember about Dirty Sanchez and why they're way more hardcore than Jackass will ever be is yeah. that in the in the Dirty Sanchez movie, they uh, one of them like had liposuction or something, and, and drank it. Yeah, like, oh, literally like... cannibalized their friend <laughs> for a fucking movie. That's the thing. Like, he's he's he so wants to be famous that he actually underwent surgery. That's yeah, it, 
he, he it's... drank his friend. <laughs> fucking... uh, oh my god. I'm going to throw um, up just thinking about it. Did anybody watch um, Kenny vs. Spenny? Do you remember that show? Oh, I oh, love I... Kenny vs. Spenny. Kenny vs. Spenny is a Canadian thing, so you Mark just lit up. But they did a terrible uh, uh, Comedy Central American remake of it. I'm pretty sure it's the same show. Oh. Was it? I thought it was like American yeah. Best or something. No, it's the same. Oh, it was it? Okay, maybe. Uh, no, I remember getting a hearty chuckle of that as a child. But um, one of the dudes from it made a um, uh, uh, I think it was a documentary about him just trying to touch the Pope. Have you heard of that? <laughs> I've heard of it. I love that idea. Yeah, and his his goal. Was I don't think I've heard of it. His his Which goal one? was to um I think it was Kenny, uh but his goal was to Spenny, just it would be Kenny yeah through yeah. A, like a series of lies and fraud just con his way into being able to physically touch the Pope, and he got within four feet of it, but he never actually touched it. <laughs> well, thanks for ruining the movie for me, jerk. Yeah, oh, my bad. Uh, oh, God. Where, I need to see this. Is this like on Amazon? Is there somewhere I can watch this instantly tonight? I have no idea. I haven't. I, I never actually saw it. Oh, do you, do you know what it's called? I don't know. Just look up the dude from Kenny vs. Spanny. It'll probably be on his, like, his IMDb or something. Doesn't doesn't it really annoy you when you're looking up a movie when you're, you're when you have an awesome movie that sounds really interesting but you can't anywhere? Online. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. through torrents. It's called the Papal Chase. <laughs> Is it called the Papal oh, Chase? Yes. Oh my god! I thought you were making a <laughs> terrible joke. <laughs> the Papal Chase. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we re- we should have we have to end the podcast there. I think we have. We've been going on for two hours. We've been, we've been podcasting for two hours and thirty minutes. Hold on, hold on. And no. stars on Andy TV it has Pope John Paul II and Nick <laughs> Jack. It stars Pope John Paul II. So I don't know why Mick Jagger was. I have to watch this. We have to now. No, I Mick Jagger. What? Keith Richards. Wait, the Rolling Stones? I guess. I guess. <laughs> what is this? They're the talking heads. Ron what? Yeah, I guess they all make cameos. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were with the Pope. <laughs> Ten minutes in. <laughs> I just don't know how the Rolling Stones would be that integral in trying to touch the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Old friends. God, we have to stop doing this. Nothing, nothing, nobody here will ever be said on this podcast. It's just endless. (laughs) Oh God. Okay, we outroductions. Okay. All of, from all of your papal friends here at your papal opinion is wrong. 
we, we're wishing you a fond farewell. I'm going to die. And <laughs> oh, my God. And good luck in your future endeavors. Oh, God. All right. This is Austin signing off. Kyle, you do it now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, bye, bye, everyone. Good boy. <laughs> and podcast over. Ugh.